my name is Tyler Gilbert, and you are listening to the podcast where we decrypt unexplored depths within albums and go beyond surface-level lyrics to uncover the deeper meaning in your everyday listens. Together, we will talk about intricate works of art to help better understand your favorite songs. Welcome to Between the Lines. Hey Yeah, released in 2003 by The Outkast, became the first song to hit 1 million paid downloads on iTunes, and yet, some people still don't know the meaning behind its lyrics. Its happy and upbeat music help hides the fact that its lyrics hits on loneliness and relationship failures in modern day America, and even questions traditional values within marriage. Verse 1 opens by saying his girlfriend would never cheat because she loves him and he knows it but it's immediately followed with hesitation and uncertainty, wondering if she really loves him or if she's just afraid of being lonely. It then goes on to address the generation gap of successful marriages between millennials and those before them, saying that they knew how to stay together without drifting apart. This being the overarching theme of the song, it's titled originally being called Thank God for Mom and Dad, saying that they paved the way of what a good marriage looks like. But there's an elephant in the room. As I mentioned earlier, the song is happy and upbeat. The sad lyrics are exposing the issues within traditional romance. Combined with the upbeat and positive sound the song radiates, makes for a more interesting storytelling perspective. While initially you might only take in the sound or the lyrics while listening, the story becomes whole when you put them together. The lyrics, as discussed, provides an outlook on common issues within relationships, while the upbeat tempo masks or disguises these issues. Although Andre 3000 vocally touches on issues like loneliness, attraction, and lack of confidence or vice versa, the track as a whole addresses a bigger issue and the sense of false appearances in an unhealthy relationship. Moving on to the chorus that we all know and love, there's not much going on here lyrically, so I'll take a minute to discuss the song musically. Hey Yeah utilizes a deceptive cadence, a chord progression where the dominant chord is followed by a chord other than a tonic chord. The cadence is more deceptive than others in the sense that it's going against your traditional chord progression. Instead of the D chord resolving back into G, it leaves you with suspense on a subdominant E chord. Much like the lyrics and even the song as a whole, everything is left suspended without proper resolution. Moving on from music theory, in verse 2 we see Andre approaching the situation with a different attitude. While in verse 1, we are met with an uncertainty and doubt. Here in verse 2, we are met with the opposite. It appears he is ready to move on and even states that nothing is forever. He then further capitalizes on the statement by asking, what makes love the exception? At this point, Andre breaks the fourth wall and asks us, the listener, so why are we in denial when we know we're not happy? As verse 2 comes to a close and the chorus starts for a second time, Andre breaks the fourth wall again by saying, y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance. This line often goes unnoticed as intended by Andre. This goes to show the common stereotypes of people ignoring their problems instead of addressing them when they arise. Going into the bridge, he once again approaches it with a different attitude, this time being more aggressive. By asking men what's cooler than being cold, and the crowd replying, ice cold. While on the surface level, this is just a nod to his nickname. Andre Ice Cold 3000. 
This could also be interpreted by the stereotype put onto men as having no heart or being ice cold. He then speaks to the women saying he's going to break it down and he wants to see everyone on their baddest behavior. This alluding to the stereotype pushed onto women that sexualizes them. Pointing out the flaws in society and how we view and label men and women. In the final lines, he sings Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture, which can be viewed as a callback to the line saying nothing is forever, meaning to capture your memories because those are forever. Before entering the chorus one last time, we are met with a rhetorical statement that sings you know what to do, leaving the song open-ended just like the use of deceptive cadence. Before we move on to the next song, I would like to take just a second to promote my Patreon. You can become a patron for just $5 a month, which will give you access to the podcast two days before it airs. You will also be helping to support me so I can keep producing more episodes. Come help me build an awesome community full of music enthusiasts who share the same passion. It is completely optional, but greatly appreciated. You can join me at patreon.com forward slash btlcast so that's patreon.com forward slash btlcast now on to the next song when thinking of ed sheeran the first songs that usually come up are his beautiful and catchy love ballads songs like thinking out loud and perfect being two of his biggest songs to be released however his writing goes a lot deeper than just singing about love and breakups A-Team off the Plus album being a testament to this, touching on topics people often don't like discussing like homelessness, prostitution, and drugs. Jumping into the first verse, Sharon wastes no time setting the scene, as he describes drug use in the line about snowflakes, referring to crack cocaine, directly followed by the topic of struggling to pay rent, and long nights with strange men alluding to prostitution. He paints the setting of the song as living the nightlife. Most people's day starts when the sun rises, but in this instance, our protagonist starts her day when the light is gone and the day ends. Moving on to the chorus is when the title of the song comes in, A-Team, referring to the group of people who use Class A drugs. This is when we start to learn more about our protagonist and begin to develop a sense of sorrow and compassion. He continues to describe the sad reality, unveiling that she has been this way since she was 18. Sharon then delivers one of the hardest hitting lines in the song, singing, The worst things in life come free to us. This statement is counterintuitive as it completely defaces the value of what free means. In a world controlled by money and materialistic values, to think of something that is free as being bad goes against everything we've learned. Add through this line in the middle of the chorus that repeats three times, planting the seed that is inferring that nothing is free without intent. In the case of this song, this is in reference to gateway drugs, something that is usually free to begin with in adolescence in order to get you hooked, thus foul intent. This feeds into the next line as the feeling of entrapment begins to develop in multiple ways, the first of which being the vicious cycle of drug use and sobriety and the second being trapped within a prostitution ring. This feeling of constantly being behind and not being in control is taking over her life, and the next two lines verify this to be true. With those next lines reading, in a pipe she flies to the motherland or sells love to another man, the motherland of course referring to heaven, this is in reference to smoking a crack pipe and getting high, as heaven is the highest place to be. The chorus ends by saying it's too cold for angels to fly. This being a direct reference back to the lines we just read, drawing a comparison between the line flies to the motherland and this line angels to fly 
by saying that it's too cold to make their journey to heaven. In other words, he's creating this metaphor by saying that her soul is too pure to live the life that she lives. Verse 2 just builds on the fact that she's homeless by describing her dress attire and financial situation, as well as going on to call her a call girl, which is just another way of saying prostitute. This verse doesn't add much to the story we don't already know, other than summarizing and confirmation, but it's still good to have. After going through the chorus again, the bridge starts with the line, an angel will die covered in white, referring to the sad reality of death via overdose. Luckily, in the next line, we see it's not our protagonist's time yet. As she closes her eyes, thinking about a better life, and hits another line. The song ends with the chorus, but adds one more line at the end. It's too cold outside for angels to fly, for angels to die. In this last line, Ed addresses the fact that there are many people struggling with addictions just like this. Just like our protagonist. Before we get into the final song, I have to shout out my socials just real quick. If you want to help support me but can't afford to do so on my Patreon, following me on social media goes a mile. You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at BTLCast, as well as Instagram at BTL.Official. Come take part of a community of analytical thinkers and music lovers. Also, if you really enjoy this episode, go ahead and shout us out. I would love to grow with you and see your support. Now on to the last song. Migraine by 21 Pilots was released on Vessel back in 2013. It follows the same trend as Hey Yeah in regards to the upbeat tempo masking what's really going on in the lyric. The song discusses difficult topics such as depression and suicide, but ultimately ends on an uplifting statement of reassurance and comfort. Before the first verse starts, Tyler Joseph sings the first few lines asking, Am I the only one I know, waging wars behind my face and above my throat? With these lyrics describing the location of the brain as he asks a very common question to those who struggle with depression. The last line before the music kicks in saying, Shadows will scream that I'm alone, confirming to himself that he is the only one with these thoughts, as shadows are always with you. To be without a shadow is to be truly alone. The first verse opens with Tyler explaining that he has a migraine with pain coming from every direction. This of course not being a literal migraine, but instead a metaphor for all the thoughts inside his head. He then goes on to express how happy he is that it's Friday, because it's better than Sundays as those are his suicide days potentially because Sunday is the start of a new week, similar to seasonal depression when people are more down than usual due to particular seasons or weather. Tyler could be expressing similar symptoms with days of the week. The following lines confirming this by depicting a dismal day to thunderstorms, clouds, snow, and even a slight drizzle. He goes on to mention that even if there isn't bad weather, the thoughts are still persistent enough that he has suicide letters by his bed. And it's at this point where he debates whether or not death is better than dealing with the thoughts and feelings that he's keeping trapped inside. Following this are the lines that read, Let it be said what the headache represents. It's me defending in suspense. It's me suspended in a defenseless test, being tested by a ruthless examinant. It's in these lines that we understand that he feels no matter what he does, he can't escape his depressing thoughts. However, he shrugs it off by saying, I guess I'll sleep when I'm dead, and sometimes death seems better than the migraine in my head, once again waging his options on life. The chorus starts the same as the intro at the beginning of the song, just adding an extra line at the end but I know we've made it this far, kid. This line is our first glimpse of light as he's telling himself, if I've made it this far, I can make it further. 
referring to himself as Kid, letting us know that he's been struggling with mental illness ever since he was at a young age. With the second verse, we start to see progression. As the first verse appears to be dark and hopeless, the second verse is more open as he tries his best to describe his emotions and even shows signs of coping. Verse 2 opens with him explaining that he's not as fine as he seems, putting on a fake front being very common within mental illness. He then apologizes for yelling in the previous line and goes on to explain that Green Gardens is not what's planted inside his head. It's something much darker. The rest of this verse builds on top of this imagery as it goes deeper into explaining what his mind looks like by saying it's a different version of himself inside. Describing this version of himself as a beast feasting on burnt down trees. With this relating back to the Green Gardens line, alluding to the idea that Green Gardens once existed in his mind before this alternate version of himself burnt them down and corrupted him. Tyler continues his usage of imagery in this verse by comparing his forehead to Pandora's box, the object that in Greek mythos contained all manner of misery and evil. He goes as far as saying that the thoughts his forehead is concealing makes the contents of Pandora's box look non-violent. As he moves from his forehead, focusing on his eyes, he depicts islands of violence, saying that his mind is stranded here, describing the inhabitants of the island as suicidal crazed lions that are trying to eat him. This is his way of describing his suicidal thoughts that overwhelm him, and it's at this moment that we see him waging his options of suicide again, by saying, I know I can fight, or I can let the lion win, but this time he takes action by choosing life. So he begins to assemble what weapons he can find to conquer these horrific thoughts. The verse ending with the line, cause sometimes to stay alive you've gotta kill your mind, Tyler flawlessly delivers this line in a unique shaky manner, unlike any other line showing that this is not an easy conclusion to come to. That isolating himself from the thoughts that he's been confined to since he was a kid is just as difficult as it is rewarding. We hear the chorus again that is then followed by the bridge that repeats the same lines twice, alternating them. As learned in A-Team by Ed Sheeran, the uses of repetition implies importance. The lines that are first repeating being, I will say that we should take a day to break away from the pain our brain has made. The game is not played alone. He's stressing the importance of self-care by letting you know that you're not alone. And the second set of lines saying, and I will say that we should take a moment and hold it and keep it frozen and know that our life has a hopeful undertone. Preaching that you are not defined by a bad moment in your life and reminding you that life has good under some of the bad. And that's it for this week's podcast. If you haven't already heard one of these songs before, I highly suggest giving them a listen. And if you have heard them before, I still highly suggest going back and giving them a listen, this time focusing on the lyrics. With that being said, this was just my interpretation of the lyrics, as art doesn't always have the same meaning for everybody. So don't just take my opinion as gospel, form your own. Now wrapping this up, remember to follow my socials and expect a new episode the Wednesday after next, unless you're a part of my Patreon in which you'll have access to it the Monday before. And lastly, as we end it on a more depressing note, I just wanted to say that it's okay to not be okay. Take it from somebody who's been struggling with mental illness starting at a very young age when I say that it doesn't make you weak to get help or to talk about your problems. It actually makes you very brave and very smart. So if you're listening to this right now and you are somebody that struggles and you feel the need to talk to somebody, please do so. 
And if you're somebody who is fortunate enough to not be going through something right now, be that shoulder to lean on, be that set of open ears. It's time we get past the stage of us just promoting mental health awareness and beating the quote unquote stigmatism. While yes, this is a great topic to discuss and promote, don't stop there. If you don't know the signs of suicide or you don't know the signs of mental health, look it up online. There's plenty of resources out there. Suicide rates are just climbing every year. They're not going down. They're only getting worse. Just talking about it is not enough. So let's learn together and help fight this disease that's plaguing our world. If you need help, feel free to reach out to the suicide hotline number at 800-273-8255. It's okay. Don't be scared to ask for help. Just remember, you're not alone. And above all else, please don't take your life from us. Thank you for listening.